I mean, <laughs> nothing, you know. Neither of us look good anyway, so. so. No, I'm just kidding. No. All right, we're recording. This is it. First in sports. <coughs> we're doing our, we're kind of changing up the pace here. We're kind of, you know, doing it as we go. And kind of moved away from the pick It's kind of a lot. And kind of want to talk more about the more meaningful games and maybe some of the more non-meaningful games and some of our kind of more talking points that might, you know, make sense and be better to talk about than fucking the Citadel versus Navy game. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we're going to break it up. It's just going to be kind of a college football show this week. Um, um, again, I'm Max Mookie Betts, joined by my co-host, my co-host, uh, Drew the motherfucking Mac Machine Koontz, aka Slim Stooge, find him on Twitter, um, yeah, so I think that this is kind of free-forming, we're just starting this off, so... We're going to go ahead and uh, try to do kind of segment-based stuff. So I think the appropriate thing to start off on the top is the Cupcake game, cupcake Games this weekend on the Saturday. And um, we have a few highlighted here. And I actually have stuff on Clemson versus Georgia Tech, which is my Cupcake game. And I know you have some stuff on Notre Dame versus Louisville. So let me go ahead. Actually, let me kick it to you. What do you got on the Notre Dame-Louisville game? Uh, it is a cupcake game, but it is one that if Northern Strips and Louisville come out, comes out and executes to their best game, uh, they very much well could win. Um, Louisville's passing for almost 1,000 yards so far this season. Um, they've thrown for nine touchdowns, which is Notre Dame's only thrown for three and thrown for 600. Uh, Louisville has had 14 sacks this season, the Notre Dame's three. And, you know, that's fucking huge in college football in terms of just right. getting people down and also, Louisville has a 93% red zone percentage, but only a 39% uh, third down. Okay. So, I mean, they're, I mean, when they get in the red zone, they're hot, but I think them finding a way down the field is a problem for them. They've also, they've also thrown five interceptions this season, which isn't great. But I think, if they, like I said, I think if they come out and, like, execute to their best game plan, like if they had Notre Dame circled on their fucking calendar and they're going to come out here and play their best game, there's a chance. It's a cupcake game, but there's a chance. I man, I'm that circle that one. Maybe put a that's little, maybe sprinkle some money line on the on the uh, Louisville Cardinals on that one. Who knows? Three weeks. But um, my cupcake game that I did, you know, some prep on Georgia Tech versus Clemson, and and just kind of a brief side note on what we consider a cupcake game is a top five team playing an unranked team. So. These games, like Drew just pointed out, may not be so cupcake. But in this case, with Georgia Tech versus Clemson, I think that it is cupcake. And it's very simple. It's not anything crazy. It's kind of like a, it's a balancing act. Because Georgia Tech just came off a big win against Louisville. Like you're saying, it's like really good, you know, and that could have a chance to make this not a cupcake game against Notre Dame. So Jeff Sims, their quarterback against Louisville, threw for 249 yards on 21 attempts, and he had a rushing TD, and he had 64 rush yards. 
So they're they're coming off a big the big win for Georgia Tech. They've been getting beat up a little bit by big teams, you know, and all that. So they're on a high, right? They they just got a big win. Clemson just got a big win against Miami. Okay, so they're on a high as well. They they just showed the world that they're a top dominant team. Um, and I'll talk more about uh, Trevor Lawrence later on in the show and in, in another segment, but um. Um, it really, what it comes down to for me, when they're both on highs, it's just who's the better team and the better coach team. And in, in this case, I think Georgia Tech has the potential in the future, in the next five, 10 years to become a powerhouse in the ACC, I think contending for titles maybe, but I think, you know, obviously the current moment, Clemson, Dabo, I think you go with your gut there. Um, I don't know about the spread because Clemson doesn't like to cover the spread unless it's a good team. So in the cupcake games, they don't like to cover. So I don't know, maybe just. I like I like your point too that Clemson's coming off a win against Miami too because they are known to just play dog shit teams all season long and just kick the shit out of them. You know, they played a top ten ranked team and that's got to feel good to have that under the belt. You know, finally, you know they're coming off of that and maybe be easy to just fall prey to a team that's not that great exactly 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 um and on that i think we should uh head on over to our underdogs of the week i know we each have one picked out and we have a little bit of research on the games i'm gonna go ahead and start off this one my underdog of the week is gonna be south carolina plus three and a half take the points um i did a lot of research on it and the really glaring, the really glaring detail about this game is, is that the offense, or I'm sorry, excuse me, the offense for the Auburn Tigers is 74th in the FBS, right? The defense for South Carolina is 27th, and I could bore you with the stats, but they're 27th in the country, like close to top 25, and this is an unranked team. And there's a reason that it's plus three. You know what I'm saying? So I think um, that's a good chance. And on on the on the flip side of that, the South Carolina, their offense is 58th, and Auburn's defense is 46th. Right. So in it, ma- so I mean, it matches up there. I mean, kind of they- matches up in that way. Um, I like the quarterback Colin Hill for. Um, uh, South Carolina, I think he has 502 yards over these past three games, I believe. Three touchdowns, only one interception, throwing 61.6%. Um, not, the run game is not great, um, but, you know, they have some good wide receivers as well that are averaging a lot of uh, yards per catch and i just don't trust um auburn i always kind of feel like they're a pretender obviously you can kind of see my bias here on my shirt but i just think bo Nix, he's got he has the same stats as colin hill for south carolina three touchdowns one interception he has less yards and he has a worse percentage at a 55.2 percent percentage and only 410 yards obviously maybe playing better opponents defensively um but still it's fifty one percent. That's not great. That's not good. So that's my that's my underdog of the week. Um, Obviously, an underdog too. I mean, but shit. 
You can, I mean, I could see it for sure. And that, and that's, yeah, I think that South Carolina looked terrible at the beginning of the season. And I think that Auburn has always been a fraud. And I think that they come out and they have a good season. And Gus Malzahn's always on the brink of being fired and this and that. But I, I think, um, I think this is one of those games that's going to shock us in the season. Like one of the, one of the big first games it's, I mean, we had Kansas state, Oklahoma, but like in the sec besides maybe LSU, this is going to be the biggest one, I think. Yeah. And I think, I think at least it'll be like close to the point where people have to question Auburn and who they are as a team. At least. Right. And this happens always with Auburn. They're an eight and four team. You know, they, they have those questionable losses, but then they have the big wins and it's weird. And it's, you never know where to place them. And they end always end up in the top 20, top 15. So I think they're pretenders. I think they're frauds. And that's just, and I have a lot of data to back that up. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you who I took. I took, uh, I took Boston college money line plus three ninety to beat Virginia tech. Okay. And I think your argument, you, I think you did a better job than your dog, but here's what I came here with. You know, I kind of think what I'm leaning on most is Boston College has 17 sacks through the season so far, which is pretty damn good. Um, and their quarterback has thrown for damn near 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns and only two touch, two interceptions. He's throwing the ball a fuck ton, but they're moving the ball through the air. And they're doing it well. But Virginia Tech, they run the ball a fuck ton, and they do it very, very, very well. Right. And uh, Boston College doesn't have anything special in run defense. It's not great. But I think if they can stop the run on first and, you know, kind of get to the point where these people, you know, where Virginia pass pass the ball at some point, they can get in the backfield, force sacks, force them to throw the ball when they clearly do not want to. I think it could be a spell for disaster. So, I, I'm I, also Boston College. I think it's an 85 percent red zone percentage. Which you know, when they get in there, they put it in. So, if they can get there, they can put it in. So yeah. So what was the spread on that one? The spread was 13 points actually. So I mean, it's it's a big. I mean, it's, yeah, it's that's a big. Dog. It's a solid dog, but I could see it playing because they both played North Carolina and they both lost, but. Virginia Tech lost to North Carolina by 11 points, and Boston College only did by four. Right. And they both beat Duke, but Boston College did. I mean, Boston College won by 20 points, and Virginia Tech did by seven. Right. So, I mean, they right. play the same teams, and it's like. I mean, I, that's, da- that's dangerously like uh, a, a lock, a certain lock. Um, moving on from that, though, we got some good games, and these are the games that. Again, we're biased. You're an LSU fan. I'm an Alabama fan. We we know the SEC. We know what's going on, and our teams have played these teams. We've watched these teams play. So I didn't have anything prepared for these, really, at all. Um, but I think that we we have a few lined up, and the first one being Kentucky versus Tennessee. What do you think about that one? That's one where I took Kentucky, uh, plus 6.5. I'm using the DraftKings uh, right. odds. Um, I took Kentucky plus 6.5, which is actually, I think, 51% of the people are taking that. So it's actually, I think, a lot of people are taking that right now. But, I mean, Tennessee, first off, they have 666 passing yards. Right. That's the devil's number, Max. 
That's the devil's number. <laughs> oh my goodness! Into this game like that, they're gonna throw the ball for probably fucking nothing because the devil has cursed their pass game. Um, on third down, Tennessee has a twenty-two percent third down like percentage. I mean, that's fucking dog shit, bro. It's terrible. That's, it's that's just awful. I mean, they go for it a lot on fourth, and they've gone it six for eight times. I mean, that says something. I mean, they're not getting it on third, but they're going for it on fourth, and they're doing it. I mean, they're getting it a majority of the time. Right. And then, oh, yeah. So you sorry. got Kentucky in this one. And, then, yeah. and they're the dog in this, right? Yeah, they're a dog in this, plus 6.5 points. But I think Kentucky is just one of those spunky teams. You know, I think they're just spunky, dude. I think they just, like, they just come out and pop teams like this. And I think Tennessee, they came off of two huge wins, two pretty big wins against, no, losses. They lost to George I'm last week. I'm tripping. I'm thinking of something else. They lost to Georgia I, I, last I don't week. think Tennessee's a real team. They're ranked like 14 or some shit. I don't think they're a real team. I think Kentucky's one of those teams that comes out and just consistently shows us up there on the verge of being an elite team in the East. And I think they're just honestly better this year. Right. See, I've I have I have two perspectives on this game, and one of them is the one that's probably going to be the better the outcome. So, this perspective of what you did last week, right? Okay, so Kentucky last week slapped Mississippi State, twenty-seven to two, only allowed two points. That's insane. That's crazy. And I think their quarterback didn't even have, or their running back didn't even have have. A, over 150 yards or anything like that. So just like that was just an incredible game. It's a big high. It's a big win uh, for them, especially Kentucky needs it. And ten- and then you look on the other side of the card and you see Tennessee just came off of a tough loss to Georgia. So they want to come back and prove it. So on that side, you want to you want to kind of lean towards yeah. Tennessee just on that on that end. On the but, side of that though, Tennessee's only played Missouri and South Carolina and. Fuck me in the ass. Missouri just beat LSU. But, I mean, they haven't played a real team yet. You know, they've played – I mean, they've played Georgia, and they lost by fucking 23 points. Right. You know, there's nothing here that would tell you that Tennessee's actually a real team, that they're actually good. You know, I mean – And I agree with that, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. And um, I think that Kentucky showed a lot more in that game. I actually – I think Kentucky showed what we kind of always thought about Kentucky. They just never reached it. You know, we always thought they're going to be a good team. They're going to be a good team. One of these years, they're going to be a good team. And I think they're going to start to kind of fall into that. This is this is the second perspective, and this is what I think is going to actually happen. I think they're going to fall into that kind of role of being like that, that, that kind of like Tennessee was, you know, for a little while. Like always kind of there, but never – got there to the point where they were like an Alabama or a LSU. Yeah. I And I think Tennessee is a fraud, like you were saying. I don't think that I, – I think they got all the five stars, all this and that. But when it comes down to college football, everyone has five stars, especially in these big games. Everyone has recruiting. Anyone throughout the SEC, you're going to have five stars sprinkled all over the field. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just how it works. And fucking – Right. No, exactly. But I mean, and, and that's what I'm saying. And I just think that it comes down to coaching at that point. And I think I believe in uh, Mark Stoops, I believe Kentucky coach. And I don't think Kentucky moves on to be a great team anytime. No, 
year, even next year. But I think they're just one of those teams that every now and again they just fucking pop off for three, four games, and we all go, "Ooh, Kentucky!" And it'll they, be like a it's, it's like a seven and five season, and like, "Oh wow, dang!" And then they beat like an Auburn or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But so it's be that win this year, I think. And I think that, and I, it's exactly, and that's where my head over my heart, you know, over my gambling heart, my head's telling me Kentucky in that game as well. Um, moving on to the next big game uh, I have circled um, is A&M versus Mississippi State. Um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what I think about this game. A&M is a five-point favorite on the sportsbook I use. And um, I think that line, line's dropped. I think it was like six and a half a couple days ago or something like that. A&M has a stout defense. But I think that this is the game. Mike Leach is pissed. I think he's pissed. And I think that he wants to show that he is an air raid. You know, he is an air raid. He can score points. And I think that while I think that A&M has a great run defense, I think their secondary is suspect. I mean, I know I saw the holes against the Alabama game, and of course that's Alabama, whatever. But I think that Mississippi State with that that kind of like weird playbook that AM is really not going to be used to, exactly. I think that could cause problems for them. Mike and I, is weird guy pissed. So you don't know what he's going to do. He doesn't exactly. react in the normal rational angry guy. He's like, a weird guy pissed. So he's going he's going to come out and run 17 flea flickers this game and you're never <laughs> going to see it coming. We're going to see like four we're gonna see fake field goal, fucking offensive play calling, and this go for it on fourth and twelve. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think that and an A and M is in a letdown spot after a big, uh, big win against Florida, who I kind of think's a fraud as well. But um, and Mississippi State's looking for revenge, and I think he's like you said, he's Mike Leach pissed. He's a crazy person pissed. So I think that's a big one. Um, next game. Not uh not necessarily as important, I would say, as a game. Um, but Ole Miss versus Arkansas. Um I think Ole Miss blows the absolute top off of Arkansas. And I really don't know that much about Arkansas besides the fact that they beat uh beat Mississippi State. But I think that Arkansas is maybe a couple years away. I think their offense is really good. Eighty seven percent red zone percentage to Ole Miss is 68. If that means anything to you. Yeah, but I don't think Ole Miss, The thing is, Ole Miss doesn't get in the red zone. They just score. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? They just take the top off the game. I don't think – I think what it comes down to is scoring because that's what it came down to the Alabama game is scoring. Who could score the most and, like, get that one stop? And I think that um, Arkansas can't keep up. I no, just, like, I simply think that right now, maybe in a few years, maybe if they can get a defense worth, you know – I mean, their defense is probably okay now. I'm, I'm not too familiar with it. But um, I think that uh, – but I think watch out for Arkansas in the next few years as well, kind of like a Kentucky, kind of moving into that new Kentucky role, like we were saying. Kentucky's kind of moving up towards a Tennessee role, and now we're kind of seeing – I think I think we're going to see uh, Arkansas move up a little bit because they've just been awful in the SEC and just in general in the past few years. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that? Uh, no, I mean, I think Ole Miss, I mean, just Lane Kiffin. I mean, literally nothing else besides Lane Kiffin being there. It's just like, 
it feels like he's an elite coach and a fucking puddle of dog shit. So he's just going to pull out somehow, you know? And, the only concern about Ole Miss and the only reason they're not like a top tier team is really because of the defense. And in a few years, Ole Miss is going to be a Bama, a Clemson. I, I, I can almost guarantee you that. With Lane Kiffin is, as an Alabama fan, he's a genius on offense. If he can build a team around him like a, in a good defense, I think that he can contend. He could be a Georgia. He could be an Alabama. He could be an LSU. He yeah, could be. He'll be up there competing. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, and I think this is exactly what he wants. And uh, finally, for our good games and our picks here, we got the primetime game, the Coco COVID game, the Georgia Bulldogs versus at Alabama Crimson Tide, Bryant-Denny Stadium. What are your thoughts, Drew? And does the COVID affect this? Now we're getting we're, we're recording this on Friday, and it's looking like we might see Nick Saban on the field, Max, or in some in uh, on the field coaching. COVID has decimated us. It has killed many people. It's hurt many families. It's kept people at home. It's made people lose their jobs. It's hurt the economy. It's done all sorts of terrible, terrible things, Max. COVID has been devastating. Right. But it will not fucking touch Nick Saban and the Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, are you shitting me right now, dude? There's no fucking way. What? what? I mean, (laughs) this is going to be the game afterwards where everyone has to look themselves in the eyes after betting fucking Georgia plus seven or whatever they are and go, I'm a fucking idiot. Why did I bet against Bama? They're clearly going to win the championship this year. Like, they're the only team that's looked like COVID hasn't affected them, really. But you can say, oh, Ole Miss scored a bunch of points. Ole Miss does that at least. They did it to LSU last year. I mean, they did it. They so fucking what? Like, SEC is not all defense anymore. I mean, how many points did Bama put up that game? I mean, you, it doesn't 64, matter. 64, I think. 68, 64. I, I mean, like, Jesus. A lot. Yeah. They covered the over by themselves. <laughs> Both teams did. <laughs> this is gonna be the game where everyone has to realize like it doesn't it doesn't matter. Alabama is a crazy good team. I, Nick Saban hasn't been gone since June. He's he's been around the team even since he got COVID. I mean, he's been on the iPad or whatever fucking talking to him. It's not like they're lost, like, oh, without Nick, we can't see. Like, oh, we're like it's still Alabama and Georgia's still a pretender in the East. And that's just what it's got. I mean, what about Georgia special? They have a great rush defense. Cool. Najee Harris will probably still get 100 yards. It may be tough, but he's still going to grind it out. And Mac Jones is going to have his Heisman game. Exactly. He's going to come out, pass for 400 yards and three touchdowns, and everyone's going to have to – I mean, it's it's what's going to happen. It's going to put him at the you know in the Heisman conversation easily, and it's going to be his Heisman game at the end of the year when we're talking about it because he played a top defense, and he's going to fucking air it out and show him what's up. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. And now, so I'm going to just go ahead and preface. I'm obviously a BAM fan, but I'm going to try to take this at a, at a rational point of view. By the way, Bama has 12.7 yards per average passing the ball. Oh, I know. I know. I've looked up, uh, and that's kind of a spoiler to our next uh, our our next thing. We have a our next segment. But anyways, a- Alabama, their offense has really honestly never looked better. I I can't remember a time where we've looked more in sync, 
Um, Mac Jones just on one interception, and I think uh, I don't know. I don't remember what that interception was. I think he's at eleven hundred, twelve hundred yards too. Yeah, it's eleven hundred and one yards. His efficiency is off the charts. Um, but not only that, you're right. Not Najee Harris is going to still keep that de- that run defense off. Uh, um, not he's going to keep that run defense honest. And I think that he's going to keep. Yeah, they're going to stop him at the line. They're going to stop him at the line. Or even if they're just playing a regular fucking box, you know, four, seven, three, four, you know, seven man box, whatever it is, like that may not be enough. They may have to drop a safety in that box. And that's when it's going to be fucking 40 yard bombs down the field for, you know, tuggies, you know, I mean, and that, and that's when, and that's when we get, and that's when Mac Jones does a play action pass to a waddle who's doing a little dig route or a little like kind of screen play or a five and in. And just runs for 50 yards because he's lightning fast. I mean, it, their it, secondary, I don't, I'm not too sure on the stats. I think you've looked into the stats maybe a little more, but I don't think their secondary is nearly as good as their, um, their rush defense. And I think Mac Jones is just t- tearing apart every single. And we have wide receiver on wide receiver on wide receiver. Yeah, I just don't think Georgia stacks up as well as people. I mean, it's really just like the plus seven looks nice, whatever it is. But I mean, is it plus five? Uh, actually, I don't know what it is now. It's not plus seven at some point. I don't know if that's still what it's at. It's moving. It's going to move up until we know if Nick Saban's going to be on the field or not. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at defense. Yards allowed. They've allowed pass yards 322 a game. Oh, no, that's you guys. Uh, 200 a game and then 38 rushing. So 200 passing, 38 rushing. And y'all have given up 322 passing, 150 rush. But a fat portion of that. I mean, it's only, what, three games and some of that comes from But you got to look at their offense. JT Daniels isn't starting. Yeah, uh, 36 points per game for Georgia, 51 for Bama. They allow 12 points per game. Y'all allow 30. I, mean, I just... It's skewed because of Ole Miss. Ole Miss, Ole Miss skewed the whole data. And, and I think that they will do. They would do that to Georgia, too. Maybe not score that many points. And our defense just looked lackadaisical. And I'm sure that's what's been practiced all the whole time at Alabama. But I think, um, you know, I'm not going to say who's going to win or lose this game, but... Um, I think oh. we stack up very well, and I think that if Mac Jones has a, uh, a, you know, like as you said, a Heisman game, I think that we're looking at. Well, and I'm looking at some of now, like Georgia only has a 46% in third down and a 78% red zone. Like that's not very good. Y'all have an 88% red zone, 64% third down. Y'all are much better in those areas. Right. No, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's that's those are the big games that we're looking at this weekend. Um, I say we go ahead and we talk about our top three Heisman. Who you got? Top three of your Drew Coon, <coughs> Slim Stooge, your Heisman top three. Go. Uh, well, I just said Mac Jones, so we'll just throw it in there, not talk about it anymore, for me. And then I mean Trevor Lawrence, just because like. He does have this godlike aura around him. He's beautiful. Well, he's kind of ugly as shit, but he's got great hair. <laughs> but he's got great hair. And then Max. 
Facts. Yeah. Can I Dark Horse Miles Brennan in here? I mean, his stats are looking good. He's got the stats, bro. And if he's able to, like, really show it's up your... this season and LSU goes on to have, like, only those two losses. I mean, we'll lose the band. But only three losses. And, like, he, like, shows the fuck out. Can I Dark Horse Miles Brennan? And I they, mean, it... we just put it on his, like, he did it. It was all him. The problem is Trevor Lawrence is such was a heavy favorite last year to win this year. You know what I mean? He, he's he's been a heavy favorite forever, so it's gonna have to be like he's gonna have to have a show out game. But hey, I I don't hate I don't hate it. I don't hate it. He's in. He's dark, definitely a dark horse. If he carries us out of the trenches and into something beautiful, not beautiful, we're not gonna have a great season. He's I, around like plus, I think he's like thirty to one odds, forty five to one odds. Something like I forgot where I looked at that. I saw his thought somewhere, but um. Can I can I interrupt this Heisman talk for a little bit of LSU talk? Sure, let's go this for it. Cool. The LSU fan right here. We're not playing this week. That's why I'm wearing my Hawaiian LSU shirt because I'm taking a vacation from this god awful fucking season. Any <laughs> killed? I want him thrown in Mike the Tiger's pit and eaten alive. I don't want him on this universe anymore. Hopefully. <laughs> has single-handedly fucking destroyed this team, and it is fucking terrible. But Yeah, I agree. Bo Pelini is, uh, yeah, killing your defense. I think your offense is good. I think y'all have the offense. I think it's like the best quarterback to the first three games of in history of LSU football. Like, it, it's, it's, oh, Max. It's tough. I no, I I don't feel your pain, but I sympathize with you, man. It, it's tough. This is, listen, this is the first time in my life LSU has been bad at football. I am 21 years old. I was born in 1999. There was shit in the 90s. As soon as I was born, they started getting fucking good. Yep. Here I, I am. I, oh, just talk about your husband. Just talk about it. <laughs> All right. So you talked about Trevor Lawrence. I put my uh, – not my dark horse, but kind of like my, you know, we, we, we pretty much have the same thing. We have Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, and I have Najee Harris. Najee Harris, the only reason I have him uh, is he's pretty much top 15 in all rushing stats. That's yards per carry. He's actually oh. 17th oh, in yards per carry. He's going to have the sickest highlight tape at the end of this year. Oh, and dude, yeah, and his ball security. I mean, he lost that one at Ole Miss, which should have been called dead anyways, but neither here nor there. Those fucking bastards. Um, but he in yards, he's uh, tied for 14th. He's first in touchdowns at 10 touchdowns already in three games. And he's got 115.7 yards per game, which is 10th in all FBS. Um, so, but what I really want to talk about is the comparison with Mac Jones and uh, Trevor Lawrence here. Uh, so they're very similar. Trevor Lawrence has 1,140 yards. He's 10th in passing yards. He has 10 touchdowns tied for sixth. Mac Jones has eight touchdowns tied for 12th. Oh, and by the way, we said 1101 yards for, uh, passing yards for Mac Jones. That's 15th. Um, Lawrence has zero interceptions. He's played nobody. Mac Jones has one. Whatever. The big thing, though, the big thing that I think that Mac Jones, and especially if he can prove it in the game um, today, uh, tomorrow, or I guess it might release today, Saturday, um, is his pass efficiency. So, um not 100% on what that is, but I think that's just like, 
how efficient he moves the ball down the field. I'm not a fucking nerd scientist, but I like to throw stats at people because it makes me seem smarter. So on their pass efficiency, he's uh, Trevor Lawrence has 183 pass efficiency, and that's sixth in the, all the FBS, everybody, so uh, everyone. Um, Mac Jones has a 220.3 pass efficiency, number one in the entire country, FBS 1A and AA. He has the best pass efficiency. You argue efficiency. And, and, and then all the other stats are very close. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the other stats are, like, yards 10, 15, touchdowns 6, tie for 6, tie for 12. Like, two, like, they're very similar, but the efficiency is what stands out to me. It's like... At the end of the year, Mac Jones is going to face tougher teams. Exactly. Exactly. Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is probably going to face the best team he'll face this, what, this week? Uh no last, no, last week. week last week last week Miami, Miami. well they play Notre Dame so we'll see what we'll see how that go ends up but they're I mean they're top five so who knows um anyways I don't know you got anything else on that I mean I still want to kill myself but. <laughs> <laughs> in in speaking on in speaking on bad defense, um, Pete Golding, Pete Golding, um, please never call a defensive play ever again. As long as you're on the coaching staff at Alabama, I've heard reports that Charlie Strong, ex Texas head coach, will be calling the defensive plays this week. Um, that's not confirmed. I saw that earlier in the week. But I hope that's true, and I hope that he does a better fucking job, and I hope he taught him how to tackle. Because Jesus wanna, Christ, do you, you want to switch play calls? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good with my. I'm good with where I'm at. I'm good with where I'm at. Come on, bro. Come on. Uh. Anyways, moving on to our last segment and our final little tidbit. It's our locks of the weekend, and I'm gonna let you go first, Drew. What is your lock of the weekend? Kentucky. That is the absolute lock, bro. I don't fucking care. Tennessee or frauds, Kentucky looks good. They're going to do it. They, their uniforms are cooler. They look cooler. They look faster. Right. Kentucky. I've... Yeah. The, it's cooler for Kentucky to win, bro. And it's just going to happen. So it's just, so this is a gut. This is just a straight up like heart gut. Got it either. I mean, fucking. I was talking about it earlier, but like Tennessee on third down is third is thirty three percent. Right. Twenty two percent. Twenty two percent and thirty three. I can't read my handwriting. But like it's not very good. Like the pass yards. Like I said, they have the devil's number six six six. They've only rushed for three hundred sixty four yards this season. So nowhere in offense have they been impressive. Whereas right. Kentucky's rushed for 637, I think passed for 463. So at least they're rushing the ball well. They're much better on third downs. They only have two penalties this season, so they're pretty disciplined. And, you know, they're, they're just going into a game where, like, they're playing the best team. I mean, you know, the number two team in the East. Like, they have something to prove. You know, they believe that they're probably the next team up in the East, and they have something to prove this game. So I think it's, I think it's just what, something. What's that line at? Mm. Or are you money line? Are you money line locking it? Did I really not write it down, dude? I'm up. Do my notes are so fucking messy? It's actually incredible. 
That's I incredible. think it's around plus, plus three. By the way, I'm reading them off this thing. Plus six point five. I've been saying that the entire time. I knew that. Plus six point five Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Plus six and a half Kentucky is Drew's lock, and uh, we will be keeping track of that. Um, we're gonna try. I'm gonna try to keep track of those on our social. So you know, follow the social. Um, my lock of the weekend is Mississippi State over A&M. I talked about it earlier. I think it's, it's a big high-low spot. I think it's a it's a big game for Mississippi State to show show out. And all they really have to do, and they don't have to win. I have them at plus five. Earlier in the week, I think it was at like points plus six and a half. So I think um, yeah. plus five. It, they lose by a field goal. I think that KJ Costello is going to come out. Mike Lee's going to do some crazy shit. We might see fucking five fake punts, two fake field goals, going forward on fourth and 22 on their own freaking 20-yard line. We, we're going to see some crazy stuff from Mike Leach this week. And I think that I think that A&M is a traditional school, and I don't know if they're ready for that. I think they're they're off a high they're off a high of Florida wins. Yeah, no, they're not ready for Mike Leach and his cowbell army, bro. They're gonna come in there, getting their fucking dude. Mike Leach is insane. He's gonna be tweeting fucking memes before the game that are just gonna fucking rattle them to the core, bro. Oh, and the God. rattling will never stop as the cowbells continue. And then the halftime, the halftime little interview they do. If they get a wind of that, it's mm-hmm. over. It's over. They don't even have to game plan. Mississippi State won't have to game plan. They're be sure. terrified of Mike Leach. He's like, I don't. I, I don't would. Talk he he's he's weird. I don't want to talk to this guy. Yeah, I, I'd be terrified of him. He's kind of a weird guy. I don't know. You never know what he's gonna say. By the way, Tulane <laughs> just kicked the field goal to tie it. Thirty-four, thirty-four. Minute thirty left. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> That's insane. And is that a ranked against an unranked? What is SMU at? SMU. What's SMU at? 17. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a let. I think um, just from shit I've been hearing online, I think that uh, Tulane was the pick tonight. And I think they were like a, a dog, a big dog. They were a dog. I remember looking at it. I kind of liked them, but I don't really know much about Tulane. So, yeah. yeah. But... Well, anyway, man, that's uh, that's our new edition, our new version, our kind of SEC special, if you will, reamped first gen sports college football show. Um, yeah, signing off here, Mookie Betts, Drew Koontz, yeah. Slim Stooge, and we will see you on the NFL show probably next. Oops. Unless you don't watch the NFL show, then probably the next college show. Anyways, y'all have a good one. Have a great weekend, everybody.